the score up on CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. And the wait is over. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The 65th running of the Great American Race. Stage number one is over. It's going to be won by Brad Keselowski. Ryan Blaney, Harden, into the outside wall. Eric Jones, Kyle Larson. The pack comes apart here in turn four. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., busted for speeding. Chris Buescher and Brad Keselowski have taken those Fords to the front of the field. It's Brad over Chris. Daniel Suarez spinning to the apron of the speedway. Caution is out with two laps to go. We're headed to overtime in the great American race. And they're crashing for their back. Dylan, Byron, Cindric, half a dozen, ten cars, one them up on the end of the back straightaway. Overtime, green, white, checker. Joey, look out. Oh, they're in the wall. A.J. Allmendinger is in the fence. The entire pack blows up. Caution is on the speedway. The race is deemed official. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won the Daytona 500. Hello, I'm Maria from Axley. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, 
to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Hey, good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It's Monday, February 20th, 2023. And, uh, you know, uh, it seems like, dare I say, winter is, is winter coming to an end? I don't know. It seems like it's kind of fits and spurts, you know, it was not bad this weekend. It was warm and it was cold and today's a little chilly and tomorrow it's supposed to be warmer, I guess. And by Thursday, it's supposed to be snowing again. So, you know, it's one of those things, as they say, it's New England, just wait five minutes and uh, things will change. But I hope you had a great weekend. I had a really nice weekend. Um, Saturday night, we had some friends over for dinner, Inga and Galen, and uh, it was really nice just to catch up with them and it's been a while since we were able to get together. They're friends of ours who are um, from also she's from Germany and uh, he's on the board of directors with me at United Way and just a great evening. Um, it was really really quite lovely. And on Sunday, I have to say, oh boy, Sunday was my thirty fifth anniversary with my wife. Thirty five years of wedded bliss, you know, quote unquote. Um, Actually, it has been 35 years of wedded bliss. My wife is an incredibly patient woman. She's with me, obviously. 35 years is a long time to hang out with me. I can tell you that. I don't even want to do it most of the time. But she was. She's. Uh, you know. She's a good trooper. And over the years, we've done so many great things together. Taking up. You know, taking up things like scuba diving and hiking. Uh, you know, had had a child and a grandchild and a wonderful son-in-law. Um, she humors me by doing things like going skydiving and, uh, you know, hitchhiking around Europe. And I can't imagine a better life partner for this journey that we're on. It's, uh, it really is great. I, uh, did some math. I'm not sure that we're going to be, I'm not sure I'm going to make it to my 70th. That's another 35 years, but next goal is 50. So we'll get there. I am quite certain of that. Anyway, happy anniversary, honey. It was, uh, it's been a great journey and uh, looking forward to another, another uh, long stint together. So that was the weekend. Um, And uh, of course, this is a Big week at United Way. End of the week, we have the beginning of the week-long event that we call the Nashua Nor'easter Winter Run, Walk, and Ride. This year, we've added riding. We've also added a full um, marathon length to the event to include some of the nonprofits that we work with in Hudson and over up in Merrimack and over in Milford. So you can walk, run, or ride. Um, you know, riding is the ability, it gives us the ability to also engage people who might want to participate but might not have the physical ability to do so, um, but still want to give back and get involved. So that's uh, information on our website. Pretty easy to find. Just go to United Way Nashua, unitedwaynashua.org. O-R-G. And uh, one of those pop-ups will be the first thing you see. You click on it for the Nor'easter, and it'll take you right to the site. We've got over 50 people signed up so far. This is a big week for more people to sign up and uh, you know do some fundraising. We've got some great sponsors listed out there on the site as well. So that's the National Nor'easter starting uh, this week. Excited about that. 
Um, I will put in a shameless plug for my team. That's Team um, Opa. Opa is German for grandpa, and that's what I am. So join Team Opa, and uh, you can uh, you know help us to fundraise and join me in the run. All right, so then we have our community baby shower coming up this year. It's uh, right around, you know, it's always right around Mother's Day, so the community baby shower is coming up. We're going to be starting to do some donation drives, collecting items for people from uh, four people who are, uh, you know, low and, you know, moderate income uh, families just having their first child or maybe their second or third child, don't know, but looking for resources and information and uh, also, you know, some baby stuff. So we take up a donation drive around all around the community. Lots of banks participate, attorneys' offices, retailers, and uh, we get everything donated from you know from strollers and car seats to you know diapers and uh, you know wipes, even some food um, as well. So, um, but please no used items, not even lightly used. You know, especially things like uh, cribs, car seats, and strollers. <laughs> that's really, uh, you know, those are very, uh, it's very important that those are new because of safety regulations. So um, we're looking forward to that. If you want more information, contact my colleague Liz at United Way. She's the one who's heading up the uh, uh, community baby shower coming up around Mother's Day. Then we have Over the Edge. You know, this will be our seventh year of doing Over the Edge up in Manchester. It's a big fundraiser where people raise some money for their favorite nonprofit, and then they rappel off the top of the Brady Sullivan Tower. I've done it a couple times myself. Um, my colleagues Liz and Sarah have done this. Um, yeah, it's a little scary, but more importantly, it's you know um, just a way of saying I care about organization or mission XYZ, and I do so much that I'm willing to rappel from the one of the highest buildings in the state of New Hampshire. So if you're looking for information about that, it's also on our website under the events tab over the edge. And that's coming up at the end of June. I'm mentioning that now because there's a little bit of a lead time. Um, we still are accepting some teams to sign up for their nonprofits. And if you're information, interested in more information about that, either contact me, Mike at United Way, or go to our website and you'll see the information right there. Um, last week on... Friday, we had just a terrific event at the community college. I um, want to give them a big shout out and thank you for letting us to use their auditorium. We had about 100 people come and we did a celebration of our triannual grant making um you know, process. And, you know, every three years we make about one, a little over this, this time around $1.1 million in community grants to nonprofits. We have 25 different organizations receiving funding for over 35 programs this cycle. So it's uh, seems like a great milestone, right? And we just wrapped up that grant making um, at the end of 2022. And we just started the new cycle um, in January. And it's just something that, you, you know, sometimes you got to step back and say, hey, this is pretty great. Let's put our hands together and give everybody who participated a shout out. We have a lot of volunteers who help make that happen, who vet the grants and, and rank them and rate them and make, make decisions about how we invest our precious funds. We have a lot of donors and sponsors who make this possible through their financial resources that they commit to United Way. And we have an incredible network of nonprofits who 
do just great work in keeping our community safe, strong, smart, healthy, and happy. So we had that event um, at the community college. It was really terrific, very heartwarming, and um, you know, pretty excited about that. So um, off we go. And, uh, you know, that might be just about it as far as I had for announcements. Um, I did want to mention, which I should have already, but you're listening to the Community Connections radio show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We come to the air each and every Monday morning at 9 a.m. to talk with you about what I would call the Nashua, Greater Nashua Nonprofit Goodness, the goodness in our community. We have a lot of organizations um, that are working tirelessly to keep our community safe, smart, healthy, happy, and strong for all of us who live and work here, to be to be honest. And um, these are organizations. Some are very small and some are very large. Some do things you don't know and some things you are very well aware of. But if you listen each week, the you know intended outcome is a couple things. One is you're going to know more about your community. You're going to know about these organizations and what they do. And therefore, if you have a friend or a family member or colleague who has a need for some sort of service, well, you will have heard about one of these organizations and say, hey, did you know about, you know, X, Y, and Z and the services they offer? And just by being able to do that, you can help somebody. You can help your friend in need. And I think that's so important. Um, I think somewhere on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the need for us to be kind and help one another. And that's what this is all about. But beyond that, we also have a very generous community. We have people from our community who donate their time as volunteers and donate their financial resources as donors, some people who do both. And um, the question is always going to be, well, where do I, where do I give? Where, where do I give my time and my, my, you know, where do I give my time and my money? That will make a difference in a way that means something to me. So if you listen to the show every week, you're going to be introduced to two different organizations, learn a little bit about what they're doing, and maybe find a way to get involved. Today you're going to hear from the Friends of Benson Park over in Hudson and a little bit about what they're doing. And um, then after that, we're going to take a break, and you're going to hear from my friend Sham Simpson from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and a little bit about what they're doing. And, uh, you know, that's what we do. So every single week you can hear us on WSMN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM. Boy, oh boy. You can also see us on Access Nashua on the on the uh, cable show. You can also pick us up on Facebook. I'm streaming live on Facebook.com uh, um, Community Connections radio show page. Uh, you can also pick us up on WSMN.live, live streaming on the internet. Wow, you can even talk to your smart speaker and say, hey, play the United Way Community Connections radio show and your Alexa or your Google smart speaker will pick it right up. So lots of ways to listen in. If you want to um, you know, ask a question or press a qu- comment, and you can do that on the Facebook feed. Again, it's the United Way Community Connections radio show Facebook page, and that's where you would, would do that best. And we'll try to get to that during the show. So I'm going to take a break to let our sponsors talk a little bit about themselves. We have four sponsors for the show who help us to bring it to the air. Edgestone Properties is our original sponsor, one of our community's premier builders. We have Franklin Savings Bank with their branch right up in Merrimack, New Hampshire, fully promoted of Southern New Hampshire, bringing screen printing, embroidery, and promotional products to the Southern New Hampshire region. And last but not least, CrossNet IT Services with an emphasis on IT services, um, you know, uh, website security, 
um, cybersecurity and um, you know virtual remote network and and PC monitoring. So you're listening to the Community Connections Radio Show. I'm Mike Affelberg, your host, and we will be back in just about three minutes. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the Run. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday 
What is it? I looked at the clock. It says I wanted to say Monday, September twenty fourth, but it's nine twenty four a.m. It's Monday, February twentieth, two thousand twenty three. I'm here in the studio at WSMN, um, right in downtown Main Street, Nashua, New Hampshire, right across from the Nashua Performing Arts Center, Center for the Arts. Uh, I've been watching this building grow from being a shoe store to being a hole in the ground to being an almost completed structure. And I actually um, have some friends who are over from dinner for dinner this weekend. They've already bought their tickets. And, yeah, great things happening here in Nashua, that's for sure. And speaking of great things happening, I have with me in the studio today Jim and Natalie from the um, Friends of Benson Park out in Hudson, New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, you might have heard of Benson Park Um she, Natalie handed me a book before the show called Benson's Wild Animal Farm, and it's a it's one of these historical paperback books which I which I just love. And I was just kind of browsing through the pictures, and it's really pretty striking and amazing to me that all of this actually happened right in our backyard, right here in uh, you know Hudson, New Hampshire. So, guys, welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us today. Well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning to the two of you. And um, so let's just jump right into it and talk about. Friends of Benson's Park. What is the Friends of Benson's Park? What is Benson's Park about? You know, what is it today? What has it been? Where is it going? Well, thanks, Jim. Mike, we're so excited no to be problem. here. No problem. I know. He's Jim. Well, I called him Peter on the way in, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited to be here. Thanks again for having us. Absolutely, and Natalie. Thank you. We're uh, a nonprofit, obviously. Uh, been around since 2010. Uh, when the park opened as a town park in Hudson, Benson Park. And uh, it is a, just a phenomenal place. If you've ever been over there, it has walking trails, a dog park, uh, the, of course, the historical structures that are still there. And uh, the Friends of Benson Park is a, a group of volunteers. We're raising funds to, uh, with our commitment to Benson Park, to build a museum in the elephant barn structure, which uh, is a 100-year-old barn, and uh, the museum will go in the back part of it. And uh, currently, we have a store that is open during the season. It'll open the end of March. We raise monies uh, to build, uh, finish the museum. We're still under construction, and uh, we're hoping, you know, we're going to support the park over time through... Uh, admissions into the museum. So it's an exciting project and, again, a volunteer team. Well, you know, looking at this book, Natalie, I have to say I'm quite amazed to think of all of this happening in Hudson, New Hampshire. I see elephants. I see monkeys. I see lions. I see crocodiles and alligators. And uh, I'm assuming ain't none of that over there anymore, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, it Maybe was... a lot of squirrels. And rabbits. And rabbits. Oh, rabbits. yes, you have to have rabbits. And probably the occasional fox or coyote wandering ducks. through. Yes, ducks. Yeah. It when, was... did, when did the park stop being a sort of um, experiential sort of animal park? Uh, it closed in 1987. So uh, from 1924 to 1987, uh, it housed a zoo, and it was called the Strangest Farm on Earth. And uh, it had a zoo and an amusement park as the years went on. And my friend Jim here uh, actually worked there uh, as a magician yep. in the 80s. No kidding. I did the magic shows there four times a day, seven days a week, right up until they closed in 1987. No kidding. What was yeah. oh, So um, what kind of magic did you do, Jim? Um, you name it. 
card tricks, kid show type stuff. What, what about the thing where you like get sawed in half? Did you do that? No, the budget didn't have an assistant. Oh, just me, just a one man <laughs> show. Because that's the one I always wanted to watch when I see it on TV or you know, show. I'm like, how in the what in the what? they roll the person, they separate them into two parts, and is that how is that possible? So, sleight of hand, right? Exactly. Jim you, Jim yeah. was on Penn and Teller. No kidding. Yeah, the CW Network, Penn and Teller, fool us. I was on there. Episode three eleven. Do you still do magic tricks that's, and that's stuff? What I do. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Do yeah. you have do you have children and grandchildren? I have a daughter. She's twenty six. Does she let you do this in public? She's totally jaded by it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my daughter doesn't when, even when let me out of the a, house. When dad's a magician, you get uh, pretty immune to it. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my god, my daughter's um, best friend, her best friend's um, fiance is a uh, sort of an amateur magician, likes mm-hmm. to do tricks and stuff, and they just. You know, he pull he pulls out the tricks, and my grandson, who's only seventeen months, thinks it's amazing, and everybody else just shakes their head and goes, "Oh God, here we go again." <laughs> so, so um, currently the park is really just a uh, place to go and enjoy the outdoors. Is this right? Yes, <laughs> it has the walking trails. It's yeah. about one hundred and sixty acres. Okay, so it has a dog park. Uh, the trails is picnic areas and uh, again the the store uh come in in the summer get an ice cream uh t-shirts souvenir children's playground mm-hmm. children's playground and, mm-hmm. and a absolutely beautiful uh memorial to 9-11 i was yes. gonna say i think that i was gonna actually mention that i thought the yeah. 9-11 memorial was over there at the at the, uh, the park it's amazing mm-hmm. um so you're building a museum and I know that you're also incorporating into the museum some sort of a children's area. So tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Um, it what the vision is is a term they call a hybrid museum, where half of it will be a children's museum with exhibits and fun things to do for little kids, uh, probably age zero to say nine or ten, and. Uh, the other piece will be the memorabilia collection, which we have uh, about 60 years of memorabilia in storage right now that will be part of the, the uh, museum. And so kids of all ages, or what's the uh, idea there as far as like, you know, when, what age can I start bringing my grandson over there to play? I guess that's the idea. <laughs> I think what the focus will be, and we're in the uh, design of mm-hmm phase at this point of what those exhibits will be, but uh, I envision more of a younger uh, group of kids, um, say I said, babies to say 10, and there will be uh, things for them to climb on and interactive exhibits, uh, and we'll also feature on weekends, we'll bring in some live animal, uh, Audubon Society, uh, things of that nature. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and Jim? And Jim, I can I can always be coaxed into doing a card trick of some sort. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, do you have an anticipated opening for this project? You said you're in the design phase now. Well, I'm so glad you asked, yeah. Mike, because we're in the still in the fundraising phase, uh, which we have been for 13 years. We need about <laughs> it never ends, does it? Right? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. We need about say th- about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to open the museum, um, finish the construction, finish the exhibit design, the initial piece. And we're hoping to find that one angel donor 
perhaps could give us $250,000, we'd even consider putting their name on the museum. <laughs> I think that you could know, be you arranged. Know, did yeah. you know that somebody won the lottery here this over the weekend? And I thought I saw it on MUR. They won like $1.7 million. If you're listening and you know who you are... Friends of Benson's Park, I will tell you, call Natalie over there. It's, uh, you know, 603-321-0788. They will help you with that with that need to release um, that money from your wallet. Again, they could have their name on nice. the museum. Yeah. Uh, it would be beautiful. So, yeah, we're... And the tax write-off. And the tax run. Nonprofit organization. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you guys... Um, you, you run with a lot of volunteers over there, I imagine, for the work you do. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and are you always looking for new volunteers or are oh. there opportunities for people to, to pitch in? Thank you for asking. Yes, we do have on our website, uh, friendsofbensonpark.org, uh, a uh, volunteer application. Just click on that and uh, fill it out, a little information about yourself. We'd love to have you join us. We're always looking for help at the store uh, during the season, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're open noon to 4. And we need help with sales there. And also, uh, we have park cleanup day once a month, the third Saturday of every month, starting in April. So we're always looking for help there. And, uh, you know, anything that you have uh, uh, as far as fundraising background or uh, maybe exhibit designing, uh, having perhaps some experience working in a museum, we would welcome getting a chance to meet you and talk to you. Oh, you know, that's a really interesting idea, the idea mm-hmm. of getting involved with working in a museum or probably somebody who's maybe has some experience with maybe with animals or that kind of thing and can talk about, you know, I imagine there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's another piece, too, is anyone who worked there, as Jim had yep. in the 80s um, or visited We'd love to hear your story and feature you. We have a monthly newsletter, Mm -hmm. and each month we have a column called Treasured Memories, and we feature some photographs and a story of that individual, their memories of going to Benson's Wild Animal Farm. Did you guys ever know, did you, have you ever heard the segment on on, uh, NHPR about um, nonprofits around the state? I have not. So there's a thing they do, and I think it's every, I I think it was this morning or maybe it's Sunday mornings, but I just heard it the last day or two. And they uh, they, um, do a segment um, every week, and it spotlights a different nonprofit from somewhere around the state. It doesn't really matter what they do as long as they're involved with the community. I would suggest reaching out to NHPR. I have no good contacts over there, but just reach out to NHPR and tell them about you and ask about what you can do to get your your nonprofit spotlighted. It's so unique, I can guarantee you there's a story there. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you. And maybe that's where the angel donor comes from. You never know, right? Never know, Who's listening to NHPR? Know. There's some people who have yeah. money that listen to NHPR. You never know. Yeah. And, you know, the, my involvement getting with the park, I mm-hmm. have an emotional attachment as a yeah. kid. I grew up in Lowell, Massachusetts, and we would come up with a school trip on the bus all the way to New Hampshire, which is like 20 minutes from Lowell. And uh, it was so much fun. And so I have that emotional connection and I think that angel yeah. donor will be someone probably in their 60s like, like me who right. went as a kid or worked there have, or their parents maybe worked there and there's that emotional tie because it was such a unique place what do you remember from visiting there Natalie the, besides the magician 
<laughs> well, this is this is before yes, your time. Yes, besides the magician, exactly. <laughs> I think that the biggest memories for me was when you get off the bus, there were bunches of kids just running amok throughout the park by themselves. There was no real supervision, and it was just a lot of yelling and kids having laughing and that you could hear the animals the lions roaring and all these different sounds and then also the smell of the pine trees when you got out off the bus that was a a really vivid memory for me yeah i can i can only imagine that sounds amazing how about yourself jim what's your most uh, vivid memory from then um my my history with the park actually predates my birth my parents met working there no kidding um back in the 50s and my involvement with the Friends of Benson Park, in addition to um, anything I can offer, is, is I just have a, a, an attachment to the history of it. It was at one time the oldest and largest privately owned zoo in all of North America. No kidding. Um, many of their animals were used not only as an attraction, but before it even opened to the public, it was a, it was a place where they trained animals for not only circuses, but Hollywood. Uh, if you've ever seen the Three Stooges, uh, there's an episode with a lion. That lion came from Benson Park. Uh, the chimpanzees used in, um, uh, I believe, the Ar- Our Gang, mm-hmm. the Little Rascals, okay. came from there. Um, so the history of the park, that's why I'm really looking forward to uh, participating in getting the museum up and running because the history is so rich. That's amazing. And your parents met there. That's really, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, we're out of time, guys. Bummer. Um, but yeah, I know. So you've been listening to Natalie and Jim from the Friends of Benson Park. I'm just going to mention real quickly, It's uh, the website is friendsofbensonpark.org, nonprofits.org. And they're also on Facebook, facebook.com front slash friendsbensonpark. Facebook.com front slash friends Benson Park. You can reach Natalie over at the uh, offices there, 603-321-0788. Or you can email her, natalien.fobp, that's for friends of Benson Park, at gmail.com. Um, or just go on the website and yeah. go visit and uh, get involved. So thank you guys for coming on the show and talking about this today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. You know, there's all kinds of nonprofits that make our community, you know, more vibrant and rich. And certainly there's a lot of history. And this is not just history, but it's also future. So I love what you guys are doing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break here. And after the break, we will have our second guest on. That's my friend Sham Simpson from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, New Hampshire and Maine branch. And uh, we're going to first hear just a couple minutes from our sponsors who make the show possible. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? 
I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The NASCAR Cup Series. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. Returns to Auto Club Speedway. We got trouble. It's Brad Keselowski. He's sideways, and he collects one, two, perhaps three more machines. For one final ride around the D-shaped oval. Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy. It's the Pala Casino 400. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Each and every Monday morning, we're here from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofits in our community. 
all of the organizations that are doing such an amazing job to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. We were just hearing from, in the prior segment, from our friends over in Hudson at Friends of Benson Park, a little bit about the work they're doing to uh, you know, retain some of the history, but also do so in a way that um, you know creates a future for for the community. And uh, they're building a what I would call a children's museum over there, which is pretty darn exciting. So, um, listen to that segment um, and get connected to the friends of Benson Park. But uh, I'm going to pivot now to our next interview. I have in the studio with me for the I don't know second, third, fourth, fifth time. I'm not really sure how many. How many times you've been on the show here, Sham? I don't know. At least five, I think. You're kind of a regular <laughs> at this point. Um, and uh, Sham Simpson is the executive director of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, New Hampshire and Vermont. New Hampshire and Maine is Vermont part of this too? They're not my chapter, but yeah. obviously we work closely yeah, together. Yeah, of course, in Massachusetts, you know. So, But New Hampshire and Maine, yeah. chapter of AFSP. And so welcome to the show, Sham. Good seeing you Thanks. again. Thanks for having me back. Do you have a good weekend? I did. Yeah, it was great. Did you do anything fun? Yeah, we have, um, in our friend group, we have like five of us have birthdays. You have February. a friend group? I have a friend group. Yep. A I don't have a friend families. group. How do you get a friend group? <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> so we threw a, like a family birthday party yeah. on Saturday, uh, 80s themed. So we all oh, uh, lots of Don hair. Lot polyester, of, yeah, Don Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on that. Yeah. That's great. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a disco guy. I'm kind of mm. a sem- late 70s and early 80s. That's my jam. All right. All right. I'm thinking. <laughs> so I was, we'll, we'll pivot to, we will talk about AFSP, but I got to tell you, I told my colleagues, um, Sam, Liz, and Sarah, when we had our annual celebration this year, you you came, I think. Mm-hmm. It was at the uh, at the Budweiser Brewery, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was kind of winter-themed, and you know, that was great, but I said, guys, I just, you know, next year we're doing a disco party, Yes, and I am, my wife is like, can you do it at, when I'm visiting my mom in Germany or something? And But I'm like totally all in on a disco party. What do you think? Oh my gosh. I'll, I'm, I'm in too. I'll all dress right. up. I'll get the the glitter I, ball and everything. I have a friend who has a disco ball she's going to bring. So nice. we're, So we're, it's going to be great. Yeah, I love themes. Yeah, I know, right? So um, let's talk about AFSP. Okay. So you and I were just at the uh, annual conference um, for the various chapters of AFSP. AFSP around the country, mm-hmm. um, so each region has one or more or one or more local chapters that that um, support the community and support suicide prevention efforts in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our chapter, you're the you're the, you're the big dog, and I'm <laughs> and I'm one of the supporting cast and characters, which I love. Um, you guys, you won some. Some great prizes and awards out there, yeah. right? Like, is an amazing chapter. Is that right? Yeah, you know, the conference is amazing. It's, it gives all seventy-five chapters an opportunity to bring our volunteers to come and right. really see the success of the organization and really where, as a nonprofit, we want to drive our efforts and make an impact in the coming year. And then we ask our volunteers to come back and help us decide with that information what efforts we're going to. In- do locally. So with 75 chapters across the country and now one in Puerto Rico, uh, they also host an uh, awards banquet. And so our little chapter here in New Hampshire won um, outstanding chapter for support for survivors of suicide loss, which is really important That's to, fantastic. to me. That's uh, and I know our volunteers, uh, mm-hmm. those you know, those who are, are struggling or have, have lost somebody to have that recognition. And then for the third year in a row, we got the small market chapter of the year. That's incredible. 
Yeah. Really, really great. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, it's really a testament to the work that we do in the chapter through our volunteers. I'm one staff person. We have three staff that oversee both states of New Hampshire and Maine. We get a lot of work done, but it's not us. It's the right. volunteers that come in and, and really help us drive those those efforts. You know, I can't tell you how often I hear that uh, over and over again from um, smaller nonprofits, yours, ours, about you know the value of volunteers and what volunteers, you know, that's really where the work gets done, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Um, what I will say is I had a bunch of people – um, when I told them about where I was going and then I told them where I had been at a conference you know, for several days about suicide and suicide prevention, they, you know, universally people said, well, wasn't that depressing and wasn't that sad and how did you and – I, and, I, and I thought, no, it wasn't. It was actually one of the most uplifting couple of days that I've had in a very long time. You know, the um, – Everybody there is filled with hope and the idea that we can support each other in, you know, healthy um, mindset and, and healthy outcomes as it relates to, you know, mental health and suicide prevention. Yeah. And, I, and I was just really struck by that, how, you know, what could potentially have been really a very sad thing was really not that at all. Mm-hmm. Is it always like that? Yeah, it is. I think it's such an amazing uh, conference. I've been eight times now. And, uh, you know, it's so amazing to be in a room with 350 people who are volunteers for a large organization who have come together for a reason that none of us want to be in that room. Right. But what a family and a connection we've made. And I do think hope is always that theme there. And a lot of conversations about how we can really come back and make a difference, how we can support those who are struggling and how we can in our small state or a large state like Texas, what can we do that's impactful in our area to really save lives? Because we know that suicide is a complex public health issue. Uh, And just like cardiovascular disease, there's stuff that we can do for suicide um, and and to prevent a loss. So we take CPR classes. We we take care of our our bodies physically to help us stay healthy and we know that there are things that we can do for our, our mental health and our chapter is really uh, going to be driving a lot of community education programs this year we're working on scheduling at least one virtual community education program around suicide prevention every month for the rest of the year we have an introduction to suicide prevention we have a book that we read for elementary school kids we have a powerpoint presentation that's called it's real for teenagers to talk about their mental health but to really create this culture that it's a little more accepting and comfortable about saying I'm not okay and then giving us as lay rescuers that basic knowledge of what are factors that might increase our loved one's risk for suicide how do we recognize those warning signs that they might be struggling and what are some basic conversation starters we can have to open up that that relationship and and again allow somebody to talk about their struggles so that then we can maybe just get them access to the help that they need Right, I think that's so important what you said because I'm, you know, n- most of us are not mental health clinicians. You know, um, some are, and and, and, are, right. and are you know experts, and and I think ultimately the idea is to, you know, create a, a comfortable pathway for people to to be with experts who can really help to address the deeper issues. But you got to start with, you know, most of us just know each other, right, right? and. 
if if a person is it's i think it's kind of a question of like reading the signs and symptoms seeing you know kind of as they say reading the room right no you know knowing what you're looking at um knowing there's something there and just having those like you say those conversation starters i think conversations that are hard conversations that involve things that are stigmatized are kind of a momentum thing mm-hmm. like you've got to be able to get off first base right and it's usually just as easy as, hey, are you okay? Hey, do you want to have How a conversation? Are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. You want to go have a cup of coffee and, and talk? And the conversation yeah. may not develop, but even just asking that question offers up a little bit of safety and comfort for that right. person who's struggling. They may not talk to you right now, but they might talk to you next week instead. Right. Absolutely. And and so you said you're doing um, programs throughout. And I know a lot of the programming done by AFSP is, is geared towards younger people mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And um, what are some of those programs that are available? Like if you're a teacher or a parent and you want to maybe learn more, what are some of the things that AFSP has to offer? So one of my favorite things right now and in our chapter has really been successful with is uh, this book called Gizmo's Possum Guide to Mental Health. It is a cute book that has this little dog gizmo who literally would fit in one hand and the book is him and his friends really opening up that conversation about mental health for elementary school age kids teaching them that just like you have physical health you have mental health it's your feelings thoughts and actions but sometimes we feel sad matter worried and then talking to those elementary school kids about what are some of the things that they can do for self-care read a book go to Benson's Park um, you know things that they can do to take care of themselves when they're feeling sad, mad, or worried. If that doesn't work, who can they have a conversation with? Who's a trusted adult in their life? And who else could they maybe try some of these activities with to support their mental health? I think that program is so important right now to introduce that self-care for younger kids. So then when they start to get older and they really start to experience, you know, some some challenges, they already have the skills to take care of themselves. And we have another really great program for teenagers. It's called It's Real, Teens and Mental Health. And it really opens up that conversation for teenagers Mm -hmm. of what is your mental health? What does it look like? How can you tell when it's struggling? And how can you tell if your friends are struggling? And then giving teenagers the tools to have conversations with their friends. Because let's face it, I've had four teenagers, um, and they're not coming to me. God bless you. Thank you. (laughs) When they're struggling, they're going to go to their siblings or they're going to go to their friends. And so we yeah. need the kids to be comfortable yeah. having those conversations about mental health. As kids aren't as likely to come to their parent or their teacher to talk about it. They're so, talk, we all gravitate towards our peers. Right, right. That's I'm, I don't go to teenagers for you know life advice much either. So <laughs> right, I get that. I get that. That's right. So one of the things I wanted to mention also is, you know, there's 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 a lot uh, there's a, a really high correlation between. Um, availability, access to firearms, and suicide, and it was came up as a topic a couple times at the at the conference. And I thought it was really interesting how I thought, oh boy, here we go, this is going to get really political, and mm-hmm. it didn't. Mm-mm. And AFSP is really interesting. They've taken a very strong prevention orientation, um, not taking a stand on gun control and and limiting firearms and Second Amendment and any of that, they don't even go there, right? right. They don't go wade into those waters, which which is probably politically expedient, especially in places like New Hampshire and, you know, the Northeast mm-hmm. that have strong gun cultures in a lot of ways and a lot of people that have firearms go hunting and whatever. But the idea is um, recognizing that there will be guns um, that maybe we need to find out how do we 
What do we do to safeguard those? Right. How are we safe with our mental health with the firearms? Um, I I love that AFSP is not, uh, we don't take that political arena, but we're really looking, right. where can we make the greatest impact in the quickest amount of time? And getting into that political arena isn't going to do anything. We just need to inform Absolutely. firearms owners that it's it's fine to have your firearm, but recognize those warning signs. And if you or someone in your home is struggling, make sure that you're safe with that firearm. Lock it up. Drop it off at a friend's house for a little while. And once that kind of mental health struggle is over, bring the firearm back out. It's just in those moments of crisis or struggle that we really want to make sure that we're creating a safe environment. I heard also something that um, I wasn't aware of, and that's this uh, initiative called 2025. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, this was a bold goal that AFSP launched in 2016. 16 maybe, um, to reduce the rate of suicide 20% by the year 2025. And we looked at areas where we could make the greatest impact in the quickest amount of time. And one of those areas, of course, was firearms, uh, also corrections in uh, healthcare, like pr uh, private practice or with our primary care physicians, and then also in emergency rooms. As we see a large number of people die by suicide, have been to an emergency room within the last one to three months, or have been to see their primary care physician within the last three to nine months. So we um, have developed some programs and built some partnerships to really look at where we can make a big impact in the emergency room and in, and in primary care. And uh, you mentioned veterans, and of course, that's a big that's a mm -hmm. big part of the initiative as well. And that that ties together actually a lot with the firearms, right? Right. Uh, a lot of veterans who have firearms probably proportionally maybe the largest percentage right. of a demographic that ha has firearms. M most of whom are people who know really how to handle them responsibly. Mm -hmm. But there are veterans' mental health issues that need to be addressed as well. Right. And we actually have a. a uh, memorandum of understanding with the VA on a national level to really look at uh, veteran and active military mental health and suicide and how we can work together as two large organizations to combat that. Can you believe we only have one more minute? It always goes by so fast. I know, Sham, <laughs> because we got it because we're both talkers. But I know there's some <laughs> there is there are ways to get involved locally, and some of those are coming up. Can you just thirty seconds on what's going on right now? Yeah, we raise money in our state to spend money in our state. So we have a couple events happening this year. We have a pause for prevention. It's a dog walk in Manchester. Bring your dog. Raise a little bit of money. Uh, last year we had a frisbee demonstration. But it's a really great day to raise awareness for mental health with every everybody's favorite four-legged uh, friend. And then on September 23rd, we have our Walk to Fight Suicide, which has over 500 people attend every year right down at Greeley Park on Concord Street. It's a great day. Both events are fundraisers, but there's no fundraising minimum to participate. We also just need to get out there and, and, and raise awareness and show the, the community that we're not going to back down. Suicide and mental health are important, and we're ready to have that conversation. I know if you go to the national website, just Google it, American mm -hmm. Foundation for Suicide Prevention, mm -hmm. and then it'll find, say, find a local chapter, right. and then there's lots of ways to get involved. Yes, absolutely. Or afsp.org forward slash New Hampshire. Excellent. Very good. So, Sham, thank you for coming on the show today. It's Thanks been for really great. Me. Absolutely. I always like starting out my Mondays <laughs> with you. Um, we will be back. You have been listening to the United Way Community Connections radio show on 1590 AM and 95.3 FM WSMN. 
and WSMN.live. We will be back next Monday with another show. Next week, we've got the uh, Nashua Community College as well as the Caregivers, a program of Catholic Charities. We'll be talking with them about what they're doing to make our community better. Until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. I'm Lance Prime. President Biden was supposed to be leaving Washington this evening on a trip to Poland. Air Force One actually departed Washington on Sunday and has made a surprise visit 